0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Side Hustles and Stuff podcast, episode fourteen. My name is Yuri, and I'm joined by Keishi.
1: Hey Yuri, how are you today?
0: I'm uh, doing good. How are you?
1: I'm I'm pretty good. What are you drinking? The stealer question.
0: Great question. Mm-hmm. I have uh, peppermint tea. I have Red Bull. I have coffee, and I have water. So four drinks. How about you? Wow,
1: well, that's a lot of sponsorships. <laughs> <laughs> I I have water and apple tea. Apple tea. Yeah, I, actually I was thinking of only having water, but then I thought it would be boring in this intro chat, so I I bought an I bought a bottle of apple tea in the supermarket earlier today. You want just, to, just for this podcast.
0: You wanted to spice it up and introduce something different and hot for the listeners to be like, "Damn."
1: Yeah, I was thinking it would be nice to was thinking it would be nice to take one of Japanese drinks every episode and just have something different every time.
0: Oh, that's a good idea. I should have went and got something too. Mm. Yeah all right next time
1: all right so so what are we talking about
0: today we're gonna do two topics in one. First things first is we're gonna cover our progress on the goals that we set last year not last year
2: <laughs>
0: last uh, last month for the month of july and then we're gonna set goals for this august that has already started that's part one part two is college worth it college versus side hustles and here we're just gonna chat about uh You know, like people say, should you go to college or should you start your own business? Or do people that go to college, are they capable of starting their own business or are they just cheap going through a system? So conversations like that.
1: That Sounds good.
0: All right. So So, what were your goals for uh, July?
1: That's a good question. Um, Yeah, I I think one of the main ones was... Getting my next content site up and running with 30 articles. And the other one was, I guess, decided I'm focusing on building right now, um, just maintaining um, the posting schedule at seven posts a week. I guess those were the two big ones from last month that I was mentioning. Mm-hmm.
0: And what are the results?
1: Yeah, so we, we decided I'm focusing on growing right now and i guess that's the main focus for me in terms of side hustles or in terms of um creating blogs so so there I was able to um stay on top of the goals and actually achieve it and um and publish seven times a week for essentially the entire August sorry essentially the entire july and yeah and hopefully I can increase that further to like eight or nine or ten posts a week sometime soon
2: mm-hmm.
1: and on the on the news site um I'm up to twenty three posts so almost there but still not quite but um but but my writers finished writing the seven remaining posts as well so just a matter of um going into them and editing them and publishing them so probably like 80 percent.
0: okay that's good enough
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's more, more than half i guess that counts how about you
0: uh goal wise i promised <laughs> five articles um, product Amazon review product type articles for the commission. And that was for, the, for July. And also that video. That video did not happen. So I'm You only...
1: keep promising that video every now I know.
0: <laughs> well, I think maybe people can relate here. It's like you'll have this thing that you keep saying you want to do, but you're not doing it. I'm trying to be relatable here, Casey. <laughs> but yes, it's a stupid video. Um, But I did the four out of five articles. I actually did more. Like... I had requested uh, extra outside, um, not the stuff that I talked about, but I, I requested extra articles, and I posted two of them during the month of July. So it's te- technically, I posted up six in total, but those don't count towards the four out of the five that I actually was supposed to do.
1: Yeah, I think we can count them. It's six out of five. Yeah, with a slight change of plans.
0: Yeah, I, I have one more that's sitting in the back end. Actually, two more. One of them is sitting in the WordPress back end. Um, I probably have to do like a quick check and see if I have all the keywords in there. And I have one more that I didn't get started on, and I have uh, another task outstanding for another language with a, a writer on Upwork. So
1: oh, nice. So, so did did you find some new writers, or is it guys that you worked with um, before?
0: It's the writers I've used before. So I guess the way I work is, you know, if I like them enough, if if it's smooth and simple enough, I'll just follow up with them. And be like, hey, are you interested in some more writing tasks?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's good once because there's also like things like um kind of training them in your preferred style and things like that. So it's always nice to return to to the same writers. Yeah. I yeah, I I've been working with the same three writers for the past few months as well. Yeah. That's been really nice.
0: So, we missed our so, goals, you could say.
1: I I think you've you've um you overdelivered. Yeah. We I th- I think we can accept those two posts as part of the five.
0: Yeah. But the wonderful, you know, like the wonderful thing of having that conversation that we did last month about goals, I mean, all of this effort, like unrelated to the Amazon product stuff that I was supposed to write, it was also yeah. like, a, it, I was kind of motivated to put out more work and that's why I did it. Cause we had that conversation and at that point my mind was like, all right, right, let let's. what else can I do?
1: Yeah, exactly. It's, it's accountability to yeah. one extent or another. It just inspires it, you to do more. Yeah, I think that's really important, actually, because sometimes it's really hard to just um, like if you're just sitting by yourself in front of your computer and like nobody's kind of checking on you, then it's it's hard to force yourself to write an article or to publish an article or something. But but then again, if we chat about these goals every month, then there's at least something that we got to deliver because otherwise we look like we haven't done anything at all.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I guess just a quick mention, going back to like why I like that, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger autobiography is the fact that it was all about him talking about everything that he did. And that's, to me, at least inspirational. So it's nice to have someone talk like that. And I think anyone listening would also be like, oh, wow, they're doing a lot or they are doing something. I want to kind of do something too.
1: Yeah. In in my case, even getting started and then getting things built up and stuff like that was just a lot of, I'm listening to a lot of podcasts, um, like Entrepreneur on Fire is really good. Um, Authority hackers good and and there's a bunch of different podcasts that I just listen to pretty much like every day yeah and those are kind of the ones that kept pushing me forward and and just following a bunch of blogs or following um a couple of YouTube channels mm-hmm. so yeah so so I I think this is good when we talk but it's also, it also doesn't mean that whoever's listening to this needs somebody to actually talk to about their side hustle mm. even even though that's good I think but um even just somebody to listen to and somebody to kind of keep following hmm. just to kind of have the same motivation for yourself. I think that's good too. Like <clears throat> like um, now pretty much anybody can be your mentor in a way, right? Because you can just go to somebody's YouTube channel and just keep watching them. Yeah. And I think as long as you do that and do things in parallel, I think that's a good way to to, to get things done as well.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I actually should probably subscribe to more podcasts of that nature. I only have my first million that you suggested to me.
1: Yeah, that's a really good one that I recommend. They they always have nice chats about um, business and about ideas and and just about whatever's going on around in the world.
0: There's also another good um, podcast that I've heard of. Do you want to hear about it? Yeah, sure. It's called Side Hustles and Stuff.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh you, you can't let the secret out. Oh sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard that's a pretty good one too. So so if if you haven't subscribed yet, um please subscribe.
0: We'll be happy to hear from you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyways, um yeah, so keeping ourselves accountable, what do you plan to do over the the course of um this month, I guess, since it's already August.
0: Damn August. All right. Um that's a good question. Let me check, um pull up a doc right now. To see how much more articles I gotta do for that thing. Just to cover all languages and see where I'm at now. Cause like I should have at least thirty-four or thirty-five or so. Uh let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I gotta do thirteen more. So alright, I'll I'll say I'll do five again. Five out of five. Sounds good but I'm probably going to do more. Well, I'll probably do also more like of unrelated articles, but these are like my goals, you know, again, the Amazon product review stuff. Yeah. How about you?
1: Um that's a good question. Yeah, I actually kind of looked at the second half of the year or the remain remaining 5 uh 5 months of the year. Mhm. and kind of try to map out things, but um yeah, I I guess the main thing that I want to do is yeah the the main one of the main things that I want to do is just to um train my virtual assistant in helping um add Amazon affiliate links to articles cuz right now I'm doing that and it's kind of um uh, it's kind of a hassle to go out to Amazon and then copy the link code copy the image code and yeah. things like that so I so I got to create him and access to my account and then um teach him how to create those and, and and that should save me some time and frustration going forwards going forward
0: shout outs to frustration the ultimate
1: motivator, <laughs> and then the other thing is um, one of the sites that I started um, quite a while back, probably like two years ago or so.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But um, I, I put I only put like twenty or twenty five articles on it so far, and it kind of started catching on in Google and gets a couple thousand visitors a month and makes like forty bucks or something a month. Nice, n- n- nothing spectacular, but um, at the same time it's just sitting there. So, so, so I, I'm thinking of um, kind of reviving that and trying to grow it further because. Um, yeah r- right now the the only revenue is essentially amazon affiliates mm-hmm. and um like once I get it to ten thousand page views a month or ten thousand sessions a month or something um I can put like one of the premium ad providers' ads on there mm-hmm. and that should kind of bump the revenue and uh, yeah and I think it will be a nice experiment to see if um to see how much it will help to have a site that's um essentially aged and that Google kind of knows, and that Google already sends a decent amount of traffic to mm-hmm. And using that as a base rather than kind of starting from scratch. <clears throat> and yeah. And, and then we'll have to see, like if I can get it to, um, what are $1,000 a month or something, I might consider selling it just to have an experience with selling a site Yeah. or just continuing to run it. Uh, we'll have to see. But yeah, th- those are the two kind of blogging goals, I guess.
0: Do you have specific numbers on them or for August?
1: Uh, For, for the second site? Yeah. Yeah, probably posting um two times a week at least. And then by like September, I want to increase it to like four times a week or five times a week.
0: Okay. How about things that you just want to do, like out of interest or curiosity? Anything, whether it's site related or not, or just like general site hustle stuff, or books or education stuff?
1: That's a good question too. So one of the other things I have here is um, essentially I kind of split my plan for the next half year into one, two, three, four, five buckets mm-hmm. and one is content business so that's um that's all these sites we talk about here other than the aviation side essentially mm-hmm. and then there's the quote-unquote aviation business which is just um like every now and then i contribute to aviation magazines and and then i have the aviation blog um and then i have consulting business which is essentially all my client work or, or kind of my main hustle you could say
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then personal brand which is something i don't have at this point, but um, but it would be nice to start growing um kind of a personal YouTube and perhaps twitter or something and and my personal blog locationna yeah and and then I have personal finance so this is just for like personal finance goal sort of things and yeah I, I guess on the on the non blogging side what I have here for for August is um planning out a couple of YouTube videos for for my personal channel that I hope to start um later this year mm-hmm. and again that that will be About blogging, of course, but also like business in general, doing business in Japan, doing business in general, um, personal finance and and stuff like that. Essentially just things that I kind of enjoy talking about and enjoy thinking about and reading about. And then I also have applied for an IDECO account, which is something like, um, I guess, like 401k or IRA or something in the US, like a tax advantaged um, retirement investment account.
0: Is it Japan only?
1: Yeah, it's it Japanese. So, so in the U.S., the equivalent would be um, IRA, I believe. Okay. And then, yeah, and open a savings account for taxes. Those are the three things that I that I have here, separate from the blogging part.
0: You mean like a savings account uh, to pay them, or?
1: Yes, essentially what you've done recently, right? Yeah. Just to kind of um, stash away cash in a separate place from from the account from the accounts that I kind of use on a regular basis. Yeah. And just to put the money that will have to go away anyways, out of my sight as soon as possible.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So essentially just to give a listener some backdrop, it's a business account. So, and like in order to pay taxes, instead of dipping into my own personal funds, because I usually send the earnings to myself, I stash it away just to keep the finances clean. So I don't have to worry about it. Is that what you're trying to do?
1: Yeah, exactly. So, so I have a bunch of different accounts that I use kind of regularly, and I, I have one just for my online business, so for all the um, Amazon money and all the ad money and, mm-hmm. and things like that, and also for the related expenses that I pay writers and, and stuff like that. So, so I have an account for that, and and PayPal as well, of course. But um, this will be a completely separate account just for all the money that I expect to pay to the government at the uh, next next year, I guess.
0: Yeah. All right. So, what, what about any books? Any books on the to-do list for august
1: yeah so I'm, I'm still reading um exactly which is about the history of precision so they're talking about them um, screws about jet engines and about cars and things like that it's, it's pretty interesting i can recommend it and um and and then i have 1984 on my desk yeah which which is coming up next um
0: it's a very timely book in some very sense. Timely book
1: yeah um and yeah and then i have like few hundred dollars worth of books in my Amazon wishlist that, that I have to go through yeah. one by one over the next, uh, over over the remainder of the lifetime, I guess.
0: So much work.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have Feynman's book, um, Ignition. You. Which Feynman book? Sorry. I have six easy pieces, Essentials of Physics Explained by its Most Brilliant Teacher. Mm-hmm. And then surely you're joking, Mr. Feynman. Oh, I have one. What, what do I have here? Um Ignition and informal history of liquid rocket propellants. Mm-hmm. Sounds interesting about about rockets. And then um, the greatest gambling story ever told.
2: Sounds that sounds cool
1: too. Yeah. Yeah, and probably like a hundred other books that I hope <laughs> to get to sometime uh, in the future.
0: So much to do, so little time.
1: <laughs> How about you? Any books on the reading list? Or
0: I am still going through Carl Sagan's book, *The Demon Haunted World*. Basically, just to quick give a quick rundown, it's like he takes on pseudoscience, and the book is about pseudoscience and the importance of skepticism. And he does talk about like logical fallacies that you need. A lot of it, the book is like you know addressing people's um, takes on UFOs and crop circles and whatnot. Because a lot of his stuff started really going off in the late seventies and eighties, <laughs> and when and, and whatever what was it uh, extraterrestrial abductions. But, it, you know, it's fun. It's just fun to read like a scientist breakdown because usually he'd be the first person. If someone finds out that he's an astrophysicist, they immediately ask him, so what do you think about UFOs? And he's like, well, you know, so it's a, it's a book on that, essentially debunking and just introducing uh, critical thinking into it. That I'm still going through that. I have a book that I've ordered a while ago that I need to get through. It's called Email Players Lists Well. It's on email marketing that I bought from an online marketer seems pretty promising but haven't really dug into that yet
1: is is it like a um, is it an ebook or is it's, it an actual
0: it's an actual book so to me i think it seems like a collection of his uh some of his choice work that's kind of put together and it's printed in oh, some yeah in some way it's kind of impressive it, like it makes the product feels very premium you know it doesn't feel like a cheap product
2: yeah that's nice
0: and although like some of it is like um interviews inside that probably were transcribed and just put into the book, either way yeah. it, it feels i guess the word would be significant,
1: yeah, yeah, I think there's quite a few people that actually um just took all their best blog posts and slapped them into a book and published it and yeah it sells really well like I think one of those was um have you read, have you ever read um free economics and super free economics?
0: I have heard about free economics, but I've not read it
1: that's pretty cool books. I recommend reading them. It's kind of fun. But um, but yeah, th- those guys have done similar thing where they just took their blog post and put it into a book. Forgot what it was called, but they've done the same thing. It's a nice way to just take content that you already created and repackage it into something new and something different. Yeah. Because a lot of time people feel like every single blog post they write or every single Facebook status they write or whatever needs to be like completely brand new, never written before.
0: Here's, by the way, here's a fun fact. You know, like on Facebook, memory, um, Facebook memories, you could see what you posted yeah, Like yeah. in the past. Sometimes I recycle. <laughs> like if it was a really good post, I was like, damn, that was good.
1: Yeah, but it, exactly. It's like um, chances that everybody will see all your work are really small, right? So yeah. you, can, you can recycle and always just find a slightly different angle on a thing or something.
0: Yeah. And by the way, I have two more or three more books or four more books actually still on the list because the Carl Sagan book is pretty big and complicated. I have Factfulness, Physics Essentials, The Survival Guide to the Misinformation Age. I think I mentioned them in a prior conversation that we talked about just books. And I have the this one. It's like half book, half workbook. The Fallacy Detective. It's like thirty eight lessons on how to recognize bad reasoning. It's it's a nice book because like you get introduced to like a fallacy per chapter gives shows you some examples. Yeah. And then like you have to do some exercises. so It kind of drills it in your head in a way.
1: Yeah, but but that that fallacy book sounds like something that's important to read right now too, 'cause there's some crazy arguments going on. Yeah. out there these days.
0: I that's why I kind of got it, you know. Uh just want to be able to if I can if I can't really talk on the matter, at least I can spot a bad argument. If I'm not, even if I'm not too knowledgeable about it, at least you can spot a bad, ar- bad argument by how it's structured.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And also yeah. I'm doing a course, I think I told you earlier, it's uh, on learning, but th- so that's another thing to do for August.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I, I-, I should do some um, courses to, just to, just to kind of expand horizons, I guess. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, you're doing, we're doing quite enough.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think we're doing enough, but um yeah, there's there's always more things that you want to do than there's time to do, right? That's true. Like I I've been focusing a lot on building this side um, that I'm focusing on right now, and, and client work, of course. But um, yeah, I also really want to I I should set as a goal to um to create at least one video for my personal YouTube channel for August. Yeah. So so for the record, it's, it's, <laughs> a, it's an official goal right now.
0: Yeah. I, you already have a few go I mean, few videos up there, so it shouldn't be hard to replicate that.
1: Yeah, I, I created some for the aviation channel, but I want to make some for like the justcaseinokinna the kind of yeah. business slash life slash finance sort of channel.
0: Well, guys, make sure to subscribe to his channel. You heard it here first.
1: Yeah, make sure to subscribe and and also head over to caseinokinna dot com for some hopefully good reading.
0: All right, so. We've covered our goals and progress for August. Next up, college and side hustles.
1: All right, where, where do you want to start? So, I, I, I think we, uh, I think we partially covered this in last episode. So, this will be probably complementary to that. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any specific questions you want to chat about, or?
0: Yeah. So, I guess anyone listening, probably a majority of us already have graduated, and, and majority of us have like have had certain opinions on whether their college education was useful at all. But let's try and look at it from, is college helpful overall in the sense of um, becoming an entrepreneur or doing side hustles?
1: Okay. Yeah. So, so I I think, um, I think those are two very different things when we talk about college, because for, for one of those, I think it's a bonus for the other one. I think it's quite important. Mm -hmm. And and, um, just to explain what I mean is um, if we're talking about side hustle, which means you're not an you're not a full-time entrepreneur, I guess. Is is that how we how we would define it, or would yeah. you also count people that are entrepreneurs but also have a separate side hustle to be?
0: So, it's just, this has just got a whole lot more complicated.
1: <laughs> yeah. So so let let's focus on people that do side hustles and have an actual full-time job. Um, in addition to that, like yourself. Yeah. And um, yeah. In that case, I think it's it's a pretty clear-cut answer that um having a college degree is good because you need to get your job first and side hustle is just a side hustle. Right. Whereas mm-hmm. you could argue that if if you're an entrepreneur, like a full-time entrepreneur or, or a freelancer or something um, like like myself, where I don't actually have a full-time job with like a single company, th- then it's probably not as necessary. Right. Or, or it's not mandatory. But at the same time, I would still argue that it's important. At least for me, it was important. Yeah. So, so I think it can go either way in the entrepreneurship part, but, but in the side hustle part, um, you're definitely better off with a with a college degree just because it helps you get a better job for the full time job portion of yeah. your life, right? And um, yeah, I'm just looking at the personal finance blog, and um, it's showing the median net worth by education level here. And um, essentially, people with with college degree have a median net worth of almost three hundred thousand dollars, compared mm-hmm. to people with just high school degree having a median net worth of um sixty nine sixty seven thousand dollars and Interestingly, people with some college degree or, or people with some college experience but no degree, so those who haven't graduated, dropouts, um, have sixty-six thousand dollars. So it's a bit less than those with high school. Yeah. Which, which might be caused by by university debt, I guess, or something. But um, but yeah, I, I think this is a clear data that shows you <laughs> that, that um, at least right now, college really is important if you just if you want to have a job and a side hustle. Yeah. Which which leads me to um, another question: um, If it's better to go to college anyways, then um, what what do you think are some of the classes that help people to succeed with um with their side hustles the most? Do you think there's anything helpful you can learn at university in um, relation to side hustles, or do you think it's all useless stuff? Or it's like
0: a big question. I think yeah, there's a well, depending on one, depending on your major too, depending on what classes you take. But okay, straight from the classes perspective. Let's say you do a graphic design course. I think that is a skill you can transfer over and go on Upwork and be like, hey, I can do so and so for you. That's an easily translatable skill that you can pass over elsewhere. Not pass over, you can do elsewhere. Yeah. Um, writing classes could be a hit or miss. Um, I think academic writing is not always applicable to the real world. However, I do think that creative writing, so creating creative writing classes, very much applicable if in case you want to do your own work like publish stories or and whatnot, or for anyone else that needs stories or like script writing, I think that's a transferable. In terms of business classes, I think um, finance, accounting, probably yes, because you probably need it for your real life. I'm not sure if it transfers over into a side hustle though, unless because you know, unless you're an accountant, no one's actually going to hire you.
1: Yeah, I, I think um, yeah, I, I totally agree with the design part. Um, I think if if you learn how to use Photoshop or Illustrator or InDesign or whatever at school. Um, then why not leverage those skills? They're, they're definitely good skills to have. And, and and you could certainly argue that you can learn them elsewhere. You can learn them on YouTube. You can learn them on um, on different blogs that you find through Google or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, if you have to go to school anyways, then I think, yeah, using it to gain some skills that you can then utilize in your side hustles is definitely a good idea, which would make choosing a course like graphic design or something um, a, a very good choice, I would argue, just like you mentioned. Um, creative writing. Um I, I'm kind of 50-50 on that because every time somebody's saying they are a creative writer or they studied creative writing or whatever applied to one of my writing jobs, mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they, they were usually pretty bad. So yeah, um, yeah I, I, I can vouch for that one. Um, similarly for academic writing. Now, I think academic writing is a difficult one because, for example, if you want to write like consulting reports or something, mm-hmm. then I think it's pretty helpful. To just know how to form an argument, how to find the right information, how to write the report. But then again, if you want to write like a personal blog where you're like, oh, hey, how are you today? It's such a sunny day. And um, today I've been doing this and you should do that. So that's that sort of that sort of blog with like a personal tone or something
2: mm-hmm.
1: that then it's probably useless, um, useless class for, for that sort of thing. So, so I think it really depends on what type of writing you want to do or what type of um, side hustle or side gig that you want to do. Yeah. And but but yeah, in general I agree, I agree with you that I'm still having some sort of writing experience is definitely better because you have some sort of base. Yeah. Um and then accounting I completely disagree with you. I think it's the most important class actually for okay. for side hustles or for life in general.
0: But to get a side hustle as in I mean you yes you use it to calculate your own uh expenses and whatnot, right? To to handle your own finances. But in the sense of using it to get a side hustle?
1: Yeah, so, so I think um, if we're talking about just getting a side hustle on like upwork or something, then it's clearly a useless class and probably like improv or like theater or sales or something will be much more helpful. But, uh, but I think if we're talking about building a side hustle as in building a small business on the side, in, in addition to your full-time job or building a side hustle that can eventually become a full-fledged business, then I'd argue account- accounting is one of the most important things for you to learn. For, for for a very simple reason because um essentially if you, if you run out of money mm-hmm. you're done with your side hustle right or you're done yeah. with your business i mean you can always start from zero but essentially you're you're at square one or square zero and um like i, I feel like a lot of people kind of run by the seat of their pants or or they they manage their business based on their um based on their account balance right but when you do that i think it's really easy to run out of cash because you don't Kind of anticipate all the all the future cash flows and all the revenues that you have coming in and so on so 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 I'm a really big believer in like doing really good bookkeeping on a monthly basis mm-hmm. just just to kind of know where you are and where you stand and and like have you grown have you shrunk um have you made more profit than last month? have you made less profit than last month, or should you spend more money on on like content or something so that you can pay less taxes for the year and, and things like that so so it kind of gives you a nice snapshot of what's going on with your side hustle or with your business, I
0: think. Yeah, I agree with that.
1: So so yeah, uh, for me personally, I rank it among like the top three um, okay. college classes I've taken.
0: Just that I never enjoyed my accounting class. So, I had to, you know, it's a, one of these things that maybe you have to grow and mature to learn to enjoy and understand the necessity of it. Otherwise, I think most people just try to wing through their uh, accounting class and get it done and over with so they can move on with their life. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's it, it's interesting because at at its very core, business is just accounting, right? Mm-hmm. It's like as soon, as as long as your profit and um, loss statements doing good, and um, as long as your cash flow is good, and as long as you have a solid balance sheet, then you have a business. So so to me, accounting is like the very core of business, right? The finance part, the the numbers. Yeah, and and that's kind of why I like it in a way. I guess it, it's not like I enjoy sitting in front of my computer for an hour and typing in receipts and like adding numbers up and stuff like that but it's like the output is like the reports that you see. It's like the graphs that you see. It's it, it just gives you a really good understanding of what it is that you're actually doing and how does it translate into actual money at the end of the day. That's why we're doing this. Right.
0: Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's a very good point. Uh, any other classes? Well, what classes do you think are not helpful?
1: Yeah. So, um, I guess the most useless class I took was Korean cause I just took it for one semester to get the required number of credits. Um, most classes were like three credits, I think, right? Mm-hmm. But like Korean was four credits. And like taking a four credit class instead of a three credit class meant that I would be able to reach the required number of credits to graduate. So I took um, I took Korean in my last semester at a university. Mm-hmm. So I think ironically, that's both the most useful class because it helped me graduate like a semester earlier, but also the most useless class because <laughs> I've got nothing out of it. Yeah. Um, really? You
0: don't speak the language?
1: Like I, I can say hi, but um, I I could do that without taking a college class. Yeah. Yeah. So so I I think learning language is like a thing that you either have to stick with or or it's not that useful, right? At, mm-hmm. at least personally, I, I think it's almost an all or nothing sort of thing. Like there there's there's slight benefit in like learning the first hundred words because then you can like if you if you go into meeting with Koreans or something and like you greet them in their own language, then it's kind of a nice touch, I guess. Mm-hmm. But then like having anything beyond that like oh, I know how to say, I need to tie my shoes. So can you please wait? In Korean is really not helpful. Mm-hmm. So I think then there's like a huge gap of uselessness. And then there's like a certain level of fluency at which point it becomes useful again because you can actually hold a meaningful conversation.
0: A huge gap of uselessness. That's a good, uh, that's a good phrase. A huge gap of uselessness.
1: But, but but seriously, I mean, if you think about it, right? It's like, unless you can communicate with somebody fluently in the language, then then the next most useful thing is just being able to kind of use it as a, it's a nice touch to be able to say, like, hi in Korean or like thank you in Korean or something. Yeah. But again, going beyond that, like, what's the point?
0: Arguable, but I see your point, yes.
1: They're definitely arguable, yeah. but in my mind, it just, like, yeah, like it, the return on the time you have to invest to, to get somewhere in the useless yeah. middle. Yeah. And especially in, if
0: you're... Sorry, go ahead.
1: Oh, no, I, I was just say I, I was just about to say that yeah, um, the return on the time that you spend to get somewhere into the useless middle... Yeah. It's it's pretty low unless you actually push through and get to the to the level where you're fluent to a certain degree.
0: Yeah. So like unless you're actually initially very much interested in Korean. If you're not, then yeah, it is it ends up being quite useless if you just took the class just to get the credits.
1: Yeah, and, and it's not even a, if you're interested or not, it, it just are you willing to put in enough time to actually become fluent. Yeah. Whether whether you wanna um whether you wanna watch Korean dramas and you're passionate about Korean or whether it's just something practical that you wanna do or or you just have so much free time that you don't mind learning um, a different language for just for the sake of learning it. Yeah.
0: So that was your useless class.
1: That was the most useless and most useful class. Same time, I guess, thinking about it now. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, to get to get into a more practical realm, I, I think it's really hard to tell, right? Because like I, I can say like the economics class was useless or something, but then again, like I think about demand and supply and things like that every day, mm-hmm. and like it's hard to tell if it's something that. Just comes intuitively, or if it's because you said through those classes that that you actually kind of understand those things. Yeah. So, so I, I think it's yeah. I I wouldn't call any class hundred percent useless. Like there there's probably some little bits and pieces of information that I took from each class.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, if each of the classes was worth thousands of dollars or however much it cost, that that's a whole separate discussion, right? Yeah. But but I wouldn't call any class um outright useless. Yeah. How how about you?
0: I was uh, like on at the bottom of the ladder in terms of like usefulness or not so useful. I would have to place some of my business classes at the bottom because uh, there's, all right, there were a lot of case studies. There's a lot of presentation. I'm sure some of it might have sparked a seed in me, but I don't really feel like a a big influence. I always thought that taking classes in business outside of um say, like general business, not, I'm not talking about accounting or finance. Yeah. The general business classes where you're doing case studies and discussing what companies did always kind of felt like a self-help class for some reason. Like, yeah, you, you can get a background of what they did and how they did it and what, how they improved and how they improved their sales. But it's like it's a it's a class in um, armchair analytics. You know, it's Monday yeah. morning quarterbacking class. I'm, I'm sure you find you're, you're definitely looking through your brain and you're finding some value in there that I'm missing. But that was my initial take on it.
1: Yeah, I think I think that yeah, I think that's arguable because I, I certainly agree with you. And it's it's like what we talked about a number of times here. It's like unless you actually do the thing, then you're just theorizing about it. Yeah. And it's it's completely different, right? At the same time, like I guess if you want to expose somebody in college to to like business, then it's it's one of the best ways to do it in a way. Yeah, I, but but I kind of agree with you because um at the end of the day, I'd argue that um that an in, that three months of internship or a year of internship or something is much more valuable than um. Than, like four semesters of sitting in class and talking about case studies.
2: Yeah.
1: Now, don't get me wrong. I love case studies, and I think they're fun, and it's it's nice to learn about different businesses. And
0: yeah, hey, I yeah. love giving. I love giving presentations too. I mean, I love being yeah. in front of the class.
1: Yeah. The, the reason I like um, case studies is that um, I just like learning about different businesses in general. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the more of these case studies you read about, not even try to like play an armchair CEO in like class, but just the more you read about these different businesses and it goes back to reading again, it just, you just build an arsenal of different strategies and the different companies use the different points in time in different um, industries and in different sectors in different countries. And like you have just all these data points that you can then take and apply to something else. So I think in in that sense, I think it's pretty useful, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, Actually, you're right. You can take, you can take lessons and apply them to a side hustle. You know, I think there there could be case studies that are relevant to if someone's doing a side hustle on the side that they can find a way to apply it. I think maybe it would be, you know, like if you're reading a book on something that you have no direct access to, or you're not practicing, let's say, let's say you want to learn about acting, but you're so far removed, you never did it before in your life. So you pick up a book and all you, essentially all you're reading is theory because you're not going to do it anyway. So there are two ways to look at it. Either you'd be like, oh, wow, that was pretty interesting to learn about acting. Or you could be like, oh, I totally didn't get anything out of this book because I'm so far removed. So like, there's ways to look at it. So I think it it comes, it depends on one, the mindset that the person walks in with and two, how readily applicable is this stuff. So for someone that doesn't have a side hustle and goes on to work in business, but you know, like a lot of the case studies used may not be applicable to them at entry level. Yeah. It might not impact them for years or maybe it will impact them later on life. Who knows? I guess that's why it's like it's hard to really connect to or call it completely useless.
1: Yeah, and I mean it kind of gets you exposed to like different parts of business, right? Because um, let, let's say you go out on the internet and you find like, oh, start an Amazon FBA business and make ten thousand dollars a month within like the first five months, or whatever sort of scammy guru you find, right? Mm-hmm. But then if you see all these different businesses that struggled with like logistics or because cause business is not just sales and marketing, right? Justice is not just um, just product and service development. Like those are the two most common things that people think business is. Like people either think they need the best product or the best product idea, and then they have the product, but they have no idea how to sell it. Or they think business is sales and marketing, and then they sell like um, a useless thing that's packaged into a nice box. Yeah. And and they have the marketing part, right? But they don't have the product part, right? But it's so much more, right? There's the finance part. there's um, There's the logistics part. And like all these different case studies, kind of expose you to like the different um, to, to like the different types of challenges that you can meet when you're trying to build your own side hustle or build your own business. And and again, I totally agree that it's kind of on a theoretical level, so it will never be the same as when you experience it. But at the same time, I'd argue even being aware of it when you get there, kind of softens softens the blow when you meet a big challenge. I guess
0: classes aside, I think um, another thing that if you frame it to going to college or going straight into work at the age of 18. I think there are benefits just to going there and being around people rather than just, I mean, all have their own benefits, right? But I started a side hustle in school and I started it with friends. And in a way, like if you can find like-minded people, that's also very important. Whereas in work, like, I mean, in school, you can start a side hustle and fail. And at work, you can't really fail that much. There's not much room for that.
1: Well, you, you can get fired.
0: Exactly. But that's not a uh that's not a desirable outcome.
1: Yeah, that's right. But but yeah, to go to go back to like um I think you were talking about going back going in straight into work at eighteen versus going to college. So I guess to kind of take a step back even from like the side hustle universe. I, I think it's it, it really depends on the person, right? Because I feel like nowadays um everybody's just pushing college and go to college, go to college, go to college. Yeah. But like there's so many jobs that are that you don't need college for that are still there are still good jobs. Like it's not like everybody has to work at like the headquarters of Sony or Panasonic or Apple or whatever. Right. There's, there's so many other jobs that don't require a, a college degree and where you can still start a side hustle on the side.
0: And they're necessary jobs.
1: And, and they're necessary jobs. Exactly. So yeah. So, so is college important or not? Um, it, it will totally depend on the career path you choose, I guess. Hmm.
0: That's a, yeah, that's a good point.
1: But, but, but the answer is, um, As long as you want a career path that requires um, college right now, then you do need college, even if some people would like to to believe you that you don't need it. Um, Or or maybe you don't, again. um, But yeah, the the matter of fact is that um, if you choose a career where college degree is a requirement in like a job post, then um, you're probably better off just getting the college degree than trying to kind of hack your way in. Yeah. Now now it's it's not necessarily 100% necessary at the same time. Like my sister is doing a, Again, like my my sister's um, went to college but didn't graduate yet, and now she's doing a full time job where the requirement was a college degree. So th- there's certainly a way around, and like um, there's always a way in even without hitting all the requirements. What is she doing? Not not sure exactly, but she's working with a with a company that manufactures like um, air conditioning and things like that, like like mm. a big big um, big multinational company sort of thing. Mm. But yeah, again, there, there's always a way, but at the same time, it's like your best bet is to, if it requires a college degree, then get a college degree. Yeah. If if it's a job that you really want. And and, and that's what I'd say, it's the most important. It's, it's not even the, should you have a college degree or not question. It's more of the, what do you want to do question.
0: Yeah. That's a, I think that kind of wraps the whole thing up, you know, like it really depends on what the person wants, where they are mentally. Um, how much work are they willing to put in? Like, yeah, there is value in college classes and there's value in like transferring it over to your side hustle, but it also depends a lot on you on actually pursuing that and finding ways to make it work. If you're trying to start a side hustle, but you're not, you're already kind of down on the whole college argument. If you're trying to start a side hustle, but you're of the opinion that college is useless or your college classes are useless. I'm I think that you're not exactly trying hard enough to find value in there. Or maybe you're just taking the wrong things. If you're just, you know, broadly generalized, college is bad. So I think it definitely is up to the individual.
1: Yeah, and I think um, it, it's not like we're trying to discourage anybody from going to college, or not even trying to encourage anyone to go to college. I guess we're just trying to present the other side of the argument, which which um, which you can see a lot on the internet, especially on like Twitter and like those sort of places, which goes like college is useless because it costs forty thousand dollars to learn things that you can learn for free on the internet Mm. that you can learn for half the price on the internet or whatever. So yeah, I think college needs a lot of reform, especially where it's expensive, but I think it's not all on the colleges. I think it's also on the attitude that uh, people go with into the college. Like if you just go to college to, to essentially just um, have something to do for four years before actually having to go work, then you're not going to get anything out of it. Right. Yeah. In, In terms of like helping your business or career or whatever. But it, but, if you kind of go into it strategically, or if you just pay attention to what's going on around you and try try to see how you can take whatever you do in college and apply it to like your to something practical, then I think it can be valuable and and if if for nothing else then it again it just gives you four years to to try a side hustle or something yeah and and I guess that, that would be my kind of um for, from my side, my kind of closing thought would be like if you go to college and if you spend four years in college, make sure to start something to start building some sort of asset, some sort of blog, YouTube channel, whatever, and give it a shot. Maybe it's not for you. That's fine. Yeah. But but in the best case, you'll have something that will be making you a full-time salary or more by the time you graduate from college, right?
0: Yeah. But and, otherwise, and, go ahead.
1: And, and it's the time where you can kind of experiment the most because you have very little responsibilities.
0: Yes. Yeah, it's, it's like a giant experimental playground. You can fail all, uh, you can fail a lot more than you can fail later on.
1: Yeah, also, you started your um, your current largest blog while you were still in college, right?:
0: um, no, I, I started Yokudeki back in school.
1: Okay. The current largest
0: yeah. blog was after. okay, was, but,
1: but, but but still you kind of started experimenting with different side hustles and things yeah. like that.:
0: Yeah, so I was already like I already had an itch for um, trying out blogs and whatnot back in school.
1: Exactly, and I think that's great because, again, like we talk, like we talk um, a lot on this podcast, it's not easy, right? It takes time to even just learn what the steps that you need to take are, and it takes mm-hmm. time to experiment, and it takes time to fail a couple of times to kind of learn the thing through failing and 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 things like that to kind of be able to actually start a successful side hustle. Yeah, and like the sooner you start, the more it compounds, and I think there's no better time to start than in college or. Or I'd argue even in high school nowadays.
0: Well, that, that being said, also, it was a professor that told me, yeah, do it in terms of starting a blog, you know? So I, maybe I could say that business classes weren't particularly uh, impactful. That That's still that, yeah, do it, give it a shot. If that had uh, any impact on me or any influence on me, arguably it did,
1: then it was probably worth it. Yeah, it, Yeah, exactly. College is way more than just classes, but it also doesn't mean that... um you can learn anything in classes. And it also doesn't mean that every single class that you go to has to be valuable in its own yeah. kind of informational way. It's it's like when you buy a magazine, you probably read 50% of it and 50% of it you don't care about, mm-hmm. but you still wouldn't say that um, that buying the magazine was a waste of money, right? Yeah. It's like there there's very few products where all its futures yeah. is what you end up using.
0: Yeah. And sometimes there are invisible benefits that you aren't aware of right now but it starts creeping in later on. You know, for example, again, if someone who wasn't interested in
1: accounting... exactly, that as well.
0: Yeah, if someone wasn't interested in accounting back in school, suddenly they realize they should have been paying attention in accounting class, they'll probably realize, damn, that was pretty useful.
1: I can guarantee you it was the most useful class you could have paid attention. (laughs)
0: Yeah, all right. Well, there's also, have you ever heard of Lambda School?
1: Yeah, I I was just reading about it recently and um, I think it's a really cool model. I know. I know. Some people have some issues with it, but um, I think it's a really cool model. What do you think about it?
0: So the model is essentially it's an income share agreement, right? You go to school for free. It's an online school. It's for programmers only, I think. And once you graduate, uh, you don't have to pay them. They find you a job, and only when you start collecting paychecks, they take a chunk of your paycheck. So it's an income share agreement.
1: Yeah. Exactly. yeah, I'm just looking at their website. Um, I'm I'm not sure if they always find you a job, but they definitely have a they definitely have an incentive to to help you find a job because um like Yuri just said, you only pay portion of your income. So like if you go to Harvard, you have to pay up front like $50,000 per year, right? Here the school costs $30,000, but you don't have to pay up front. Hmm. I, instead, you can do this this um income share agreement where once you start earning more than $50,000, they take 70, 17% of your paycheck until you repay them the $30,000 that the school costs. Hmm. And if you stop earning income, your payment goes to zero for the time and there's no interest. And then regardless of whether or not you pay back the $30,000, the agreement expires after five years, right? So if, if, you, if, you, could, if you can't find a job for five years or if you make less than $50,000 a year for five years, Essentially, your school was free, so I think it's a pretty cool concept. I, I, there, it's, it's like a zero risk concept for students. Sounds to me like
0: yeah, if you're a programmer, if you're,
1: if you're a programmer, a, or if you want to be a programmer, yeah,
0: yeah. I think this is a very good deal. Um, I mean, it's all online, so it takes it takes out the physical element. But then again, we're also in the Corona season, so physical elements are out for a while.
1: I hope it's season and not age, but um, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, this makes perfect sense to me. And, um, like. Right now, what I think is the biggest issue with colleges, especially in the United States and probably in Japan, partly too, like if you want to go to some of the what's considered the better colleges, um, it's the cost, right? Hmm. And it's like you're either lucky enough that your um, parents can afford it. Like I I was lucky to graduate with no student debt because my dad was able to pay for college. So so it's either that or or you graduate with a lot of debt and, and kind of your starting line after college is like, Negative fifty grand or something, and I, th- I think that can be pretty challenging.
0: Yeah, whereas there, essentially, you're you're clean slate. The yeah, moment.
1: And, and and here's a strategy. Don't tell Lambda School you have it from us, but I think ideally you'd go to this school and and then move to Southeast Asia for like five years and live like a king for forty nine thousand dollars a year, and then your agreement expires, you pay zero for college and or, or you pay zero for this school and then go on to do whatever you want. <laughs> All right. We, well, I don't think they're listening to us. So <laughs> it, it, this... it, it's kind of like travel hacking, but it's like school hacking.
0: School hacking. That should be a new podcast. School hackers find out the ways to hack school instantly.
1: Yeah. It's, I, I I love traveling for less than other people pay for their travels. So maybe there's people that will enjoy going to school for less ha- hacking their way into school. Yeah.
0: Hack your way to school. I think there. I think there's a market for that.
1: Yeah. But, but, but regardless, even let, let's say you go here and you have to pay the 17% for the first two years. Mm-hmm. It's still a hell of a good deal. Cause yeah. I mean, like, let's say you get a programming job that makes like $80,000 right out of college, which I don't think is uncommon in the United States. Um, and from that 17% would be 13,600. So, so even assuming that you find a $80,000 straight out of college job and you keep making that for the two years. For mm-hmm. the first two, um, it still doesn't add up to the thirty thousand dollars full tuition in the in the two years that you have to pay the share. Yeah. So it's, it's a really good deal. Let's let's say actually that's interesting because let's say you make hundred grand out of college, really nice. I wonder
0: how likely that is though.
1: What? What? How likely? What is
0: to make a hundred k a hundred k straight out of college?
1: Uh, if if you go into a normal job, it's pretty unlikely, probably, unless you're like a super mm. developer. But 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 I guess my point being is that even if you made the 100 grand, you'd still only pay $30,000 and you, you'd be paid off in less than two years. And anything below that, you end up paying less than $30,000 for the school. Hmm. So so it just sounds like a really good deal. P- plus, they have a real incentive to actually help you find a good job.
0: Yeah, because that's how they make money.
1: Yeah, one, because if they find you a job that makes at least 50 grand, then you start paying them back. And two, the, the better paying job they find you, the sooner they can get their money back and grow their business. Yeah. So, so if, I think, like looking at this model, it sounds to me like a great way to kind of align the incentives between the students and the universities. I, I Other than if somebody tries to hack it, like we're just talking about Southeast. America.
0: If you do and they catch you, don't tell us you heard, don't tell them you heard it here.
1: But but if you succeed, let us know and we'll interview you on this podcast.
0: Yes. All right. Anything else you want to cover?
1: No, I, I think I'm good. Um, you have any more closing thoughts on college?
0: No, uh, I'm just I'm I, I'm against all extreme thoughts of this is completely unless it's like literally unhealthy. I don't take really extreme sides on these things. I think there's value and if, everywhere if you are in the mindset to look for it. Um, I like college. I think there are a lot of classes that are quite applicable. And if I missed any, then it's probably it was either I was dumb at that time, which is a very strong possibility. <laughs> Or they were just not, maybe it was indeed hard to have it translate to a side hustle.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And regardless of side hustles, um, I I guess I have one more thing to say. Um, Regardless of side hustles or regardless of college, um, I think college is good, but I think excessive college debt is bad. Hmm. So if if you're in a situation where you can afford to go to college, and again, it doesn't have to be like, um, like Harvard or whatever. It can be like a community college that costs five times less. Or if you're in Europe, it can be free. Right. But, uh, yeah. I think it can be good. But again, if you have to go into like thirty, forty, fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 of debt to get a college degree, especially if it's for something where you don't have a clear kind of career path, like you would, if you go to med school or to like, um, law school or, or, um, or what's the, or, or like if you study accounting or something, mm-hmm. th- then I think it's a really bad choice because like start starting with $50,000 that debt is probably not much fun. Like I, I, I And luckily, I haven't had that experience, but I can't imagine it being too much of a good idea.
0: Yeah. Thank you for tuning into this Side Hustles and Stuff podcast. This is episode 14. By the way, if you do want to start your own side hustle, whether blog or website to show off your work, whether it's art, music, movies and whatnot, or just put up a store, do check out sidehustlesandstuff.com forward slash E14. That's the notes for this uh, podcast. And check out Bluehost, it's a hosting service where you, you can buy a hosting plan, buy a domain, have your own website where you can put your work out into the world and start growing your side hustle, whether you have taken college classes or not.
1: Yeah. And, and keep us accountable.
0: Keep us accountable. Also, do think about what goals you want to take on this month. We've, we uh, had a big conversation about goals earlier in this episode, and it's always fun to talk about them because it always goes back to you and you start thinking, what do I want to achieve?
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's also something practical, right? We're not just talking the talk, but we're actually talking about the walk that we walk.
0: Yeah, we're talking about the walk. <laughs> we're we're not just talking the talk, we're talking about the walk. <laughs> and more than that, we are walking the walk. Exactly. So again, thank you for tuning into this episode and we'll see you again next week. This has been the Side Hustles and Stuff podcast with Keishi and Yuri.
1: Talk to you next week.
0: And here are the bloopers. Not the stuff that I talked about, but I recorded... Requ- Oh, again! Cut out that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it that sounds
1: sound sounds like that. Like I I can hear myself I, I super hear loud, myself super loud, like, like never <laughs> before. <laughs> Some even said it's the Hold loudest in history. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to take back everything I said.
0: <laughs> Hello.
1: Hello.
0: Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, you said you can get fired. Yeah. And that's it. This has been the Side Hustles and Stuff podcast with Keishi and Yuri.